Amen. Thank you so much. Man, happy Mother's Day. It's so good to see each and every one of you today, especially you mothers. And uh, I'm so excited that that Waymaker, I believe that could have been written for a mama too. Waymaker, miracle worker, all these things, you know, that mamas do, right? You know, she's not our Savior. You know, we only have one Savior. But that song, there's a couple things in that song that I thought, you know what, that could be a mom for sure. Um, today I'm going to talk to you about a few things, and, and I'm not going to preach today, or I don't plan to. You know me, sometimes it happens just by itself, but, but um, I don't plan to preach, I don't plan to teach. I want to have a conversation with you today, because I feel like through the pandemic, there's been a situation that there's been a separation of relationships, because you haven't been able to hug, you haven't been able to, to touch, you haven't been able to, 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 to be around your, 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 your parents, your moms, and stuff like that. So um, look at all them kids, Amen. God bless you. Impact Kids, we love you. But so I want to talk to you today about how to love your mom. We're going to have a conversation. So moms, today I want you to sit back. Normally we talk about, you know, Proverbs 31 mom and all that, and that's wonderful and that's great. You know, but I want to, instead of, we, we know how awesome you are, and you know how awesome you are. So I want, to, I want you to sit back this morning and let me talk to your family members and, and teach them how to love you better. Amen? How's that? And I got a scripture that, I got a scripture that you, a lot of people don't really, pay attention to the depth of the scripture. I'm not going to tell you, well, two scriptures, one at the end, but, but one scripture that's really powerful. It says, when Jesus saw his mother, this is, this is John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, which was John, um, he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that, um, from then on, the disciple took her into his home is that not incredible jesus christ is on the cross bearing the weight of the world the sins of the universe on his back he's been whipped he's been beaten he's been been torn apart where he's almost unrecognizable he's at his last moments he has just just been plucked and got a crown of blood pouring he's just gashed open everywhere and he's he's got all the weight all the, you think sin hurts whenever you go through sin and and you have that sin the, the pain that you have what sin causes you think about all the weight all the sin in the world on your back all at one time and in the moment of the most excruciating pain christ could ever have he was thinking about mama that just messed me up wow be like jesus he said, John, take care of my mama. Mama, that's going to be your son. He's going to take care of you. And from that day forward, that, that John took her into his home and took care of her like, because that's what Jesus asked him to do. How powerful is that? And sometimes, you know, we look at it and we, and we have pain in our life. There'll be times that you have pain in your life, suffering in your life, things that you're going through. You're going through hell, but that don't mean you've got to stop loving mama. Jesus said so right here. All that was going on, and he still chose to do that. Before I get started today, that's my opening scripture. Before I get started, I want to tell you a few things. First off, I celebrate all ladies today. There is a mama in all ladies. Whether you have babies, don't have babies, what have you, there's a mother in all of you. If you're, if you're not a mother, you mother somebody. All right? So, but I want to tell you before I get started, if your mom is in heaven today, I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm praying for you. If, if, your mom, if you're a mom today that your child is in heaven, I want you to know I'm sorry for your loss and I'm praying for you. If you're a mom that has lost a child before they were born, I'm sorry for your loss and I'm praying for you. If you're a foster mom, I see you. 
If if you're an adopted mom, I see you. To the ladies who want to be mothers but can't, I see you and I'm praying and believing with you. To the moms that are doing it all along with no help from dad, I'm praying for you and God's going to be your strength. To the moms dealing with anxiety and mental health, I'm praying for you and I have your back. See, today is just not for people who have kids. Today's all about all mothers because there's a mother in every one of you ladies. And I'm so proud to be a pastor of so many amazing ladies in the house. And I'm also so proud to be a pastor to my mom. So ladies, just sit back and let me talk to your family just a minute if you're online as well. So the first thing, I'm going to start off a little simple, then we'll get a little bit more complex as we go. The first one is love her verbally. See, a lot of men, especially men, you tell mommy you love her and then you don't really say it no more. You, you try to show her all the time, and that's, and that's fine. You need to show it. You, you need to show it. Some say they say it, but they don't show it. But mom, moms need not only to, for you to show it, they need you to hear it. And your kids need to hear you telling your mom you love them. Your kids need to hear you telling your spouse, your wife, that you love them. It's very important. Your kids need to hear that. They're, dear Abby, some of y'all younger in the younger generation don't, don't, don't know about Dear Abby. Back in, you know, when we had newspapers and we read them on a regular basis, that was kind of, there was no Google, really. Dr. Google didn't exist hardly. We had newspapers, and in the newspaper, there was a, a column section called Dear Abby. And what it was, it was a therapist for a lot of people who didn't have one. And they would, they would take and send a letter to um, um, Dear Abby and sign it anonymously, and they would write back. And here's one of them. I enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor, 36 days later, and on my way to the Philippines, en route, the Philippines fell through the Japanese, and we were rerouted to Australia. Eleven days after we landed, I met the most beautiful girl in the world. On our first date, I told her that I was going to marry her, and I did. Eighteen months later, while on a 10-day R&R, in military terms, that means rest and relaxation, um, from, from New Guinea, uh, after and then after 57 years of marriage and two children my beloved Mary Mary died five days before Christmas although we agreed that our, her ashes would be scattered all over the mountains I found that I could not part with her ashes while Mary was alive she would frequently say you don't know how much I love you and I would reply likewise I never said I love you Now her ashes are on my dresser, and I tell her several times a day how much I love her, but it's too late. Although I wrote poetry for her, I could not bring myself just to say those three words that I loved her and loved her so much. As my dearest was dying, and we thought that she was comatose, I I told her in her ear, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. A few hours later, she whispered, not enough words, and she died. The reason I'm writing this to you to urge men to express their feelings while their loved ones are alive. I don't know why, but many men are reluctant to express the depth of their feelings. Signed, Missing Mary in Colorado. It's so important, you know, that that we we say that and we verbally say that stuff, and our kids need to hear hear us say it as well. And some men say, "Well, I'm just not turned that way." Well, turn around the right way and say it, right? Jeez. So we need to love our wives, uh, our wives too, because that's your baby mama, still a mama, right? But we still need to lo- love, we need to love um, verbally, and we need to love physically. See, physicalness right now is that has been out of, the w- out of the window for the last year and a half. And you've gotten out of the habit of hugging maybe even your spouse, but and your mom and your dad, and that's very, very important. You know, but your mom is the one who, who held you first. 
She kissed your cheeks. She rubbed your feet. She held you in her arm. You, she was the first one to cuddle you. You know, she held you in her womb for over um, seven, nine, ten months, maybe. She stroked your head. She, she, she rubbed your feet. She gave you a finger to hold. And she took that, that thumb, and she licked that thumb and fixed your hair when you got a little older. All right? That aggravating, wasn't it? And, and, and you gave her such big bear hugs when she was holding you. She couldn't let go, and you still hang on. You're like a koala bear to her when you were younger. She changed your diapers. She potty trained you, and she did all that. And all she, she really wants a hug more than flowers, you know, more than candy, more than eating out. She would, more than a diamond ring, well, maybe not a diamond necklace. Maybe she'd rather have that than a hug. But, you know, I'm just saying that she, when I, whenever Jean, my, my mother-in-law, before she passed, I would go through the nursing home, and there was several other ladies in there that I would, I became friends with and came to visit because when I would walk by, they would just reach out, hey, honey, come here. They would want me to touch them. They would want me to hold their hand. And the whole time I was there, they would hold my hand and talk to me and look at me because they longed for a touch because their kids were past and there was nobody to love them and hold them and just touch them. And she just, those, those ladies just, just wanted a physical touch and your mom wants a physical touch. So love her physically, love her, love her verbally and also love her, here we go, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more depth here, I love her patiently. See, a, a woman has an incredible job with, with no pay. And it's one of the most physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual commitments that, can, that is ever created. There's a little poem that's called No Occupation. She rises up at the break of dawn, and though her task she races, she cooks the meals as best as she can and scrubs the children's faces. The, while school books, lunches, homework too, all need consideration, but yet the senses that man creates says she has no occupation. And yet the senses says she has no occupation. When, when, when breakfast dishes are all done, she bakes a pudding pie, maybe, and cleans the room up one by one with one eye watching the baby. The mending pile she then attacks by way of variation, and yet the census that man insists on says she has no occupation. She irons for a little while and presses pants for daddy. She welcomes with a cheery smile, returning less than laddie. A hearty dinner next she cooks, no time for relaxation, and yet the census that man insists on says she has no occupation. You know, it's a horrible for, thing for you to ask, look at a lady and ask, do you, do you work or do you stay at home? You might get slapped. The only thing worse than that is if you're not 100% a woman's pregnant and you say, when are you due? <laughs> then you then just, just leave and just die, just, just curdle up because you're about to get a pounding for someone. You ask a woman if she do and she's not even pregnant. But here, but in spite of, but in spite of all she does, we, we often become impatient with our moms. We come, in, we get impatient. We say, "Hey, why are my clothes still dirty? You know, hey, where's my, where's that pair of pants at? You know, I like rice with that. You know, hey, where, where's my stuff at? Where did you put this at? We get so impatient with her, and we we forget about the the patience that she had with us when we were a kid, most of the time, right? Picking up after us, you know, we, she, she, we, we get so impatient with her. We wanted to go to school, and I don't want to ride a school bus. So Mama said, well, honey, then I'll take you by car, and, and I'll pick you up every afternoon. So she gets up, and she gets up early. She takes us to school, puts her clothes on. She, we go to school. We, she picks us up at school, but she's five minutes late. Where have you been? Right? We're just impatient. And we don't think about those things, you know, and, and it's so unfair. And, and, and I used to see it many times when I was a teenager. 
And I'm telling you teenagers in here today, if you treat your best friend's mama better than you treat your own mama, you're wrong. And, and if you treated your best friend's mama like you treated your mama, your best friend's mama would tell your, her, their children, you can't have nothing to do with them no more because they don't got no respect for nobody. So you got to be careful with that. you got to love your mom and care for them and, and, and treat them with respect and, and, and honor. There, there's a, if you ever heard of James Dobson, he did a little family, um, family radio, focus on the family radio, and he read this letter from an 80-year-old lady on her birthday. <clears throat> I think it's very appropriate. To all my children, she said, she's 80 years old, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that I truly want, what I truly want are the things that I can never get enough of. They are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and just sit with me, for you to be relaxed so we can talk. So even, or just be silent, just be with me. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear you for the first time. I know how tiresome it's always been for repeating stuff for me, but my hearing is weaker nowadays. But sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past with my slowness, slowness and my setting of my ways. I want, to be I want you to be tolerant with me when my years have, uh, of physicalness have been done and I'm getting weak physically. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I, I get unduly excited when I'm trying to figure out my bank statement. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I've already taken it. I took too many naps. Sometimes sleep helps to pass the day. Well, there you have it. Time, patience, and understanding. These are priceless gifts that I want. Finally, in this letter, the, Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I know, that I, I know that I can too. It's a wonderful feeling to know his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. I guess being old isn't so bad after all. Love, Mom. So we forget to be patient in their older years. <clears throat> um, then next one, I love attentively. Love attentively. Mothers pour their heart out to us. I mean, we, I'm sorry. We poured our heart outs to our kids. When, um, you know, our moms poured our heart. Our, okay, Pastor Doug's getting excited. So let's just calm down, Pastor Doug, right? Our, we poured our hearts out to our moms when we were younger, right? And our moms, when they get older, they want to pour their hearts out to us because they know their time is getting closer and closer, and they want to share all kind of stuff with us. And they need us just to sit there and be attentive to them and listen to them and not be on our phones the whole time we're talking to them. And, and, and we, they, we, they need us to be there to care for them and, and know that, they're always, that we're on their side like they have always been on our side. There was a documentary. <laughs> mothers, mothers don't think their kids can do no wrong, right? Okay, so, so there's a documentary last year or a couple years ago that for people that were on the death row for execution of the crimes. And there was a, this is so true, this is a true story. They, the, one of the, the interviewers asked a mom, said, you know, um, hey, how, what do you think about your son? They said, well, he's such a good boy. This is a true story. The interviewer said, your son slaughtered seven, 37 people with an ax. She says, but he's got a good heart. Right? Don't you see it on television? You see people shooting or shooting people and doing different things. And the mom's like, but he has a good heart. He was a good kid. I really loved him. See, that's just, that's unconditional love. That's the same love our Father has for us, that they care for you and they love for you. And you just, you can, yeah, you did wrong, but I still love you. 
The parents care. Your mom loves you even though you do wrong. Just like you love your kids when they do wrong, your mom loves you when you do wrong. And she's by your side and she cares for you. And now it's time for us to have payback and get pay, love our parents the same way as they loved us. Yes. Yeah, but she's, she's getting older. She complains a lot. But you know what? So did we when we were kids. We asked 10,000 questions at, 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 you know, when we were little kids around three to six years old. We asked question after question after question after question, and she was patient, you know, and, and we were always complaining about stuff. This is hot. This is too cold. I don't like this. I don't want this. And Mama did everything she can to help take care of us. So now we are in their shoes, and we're taking care of a lot of them, and we need to be patient and attentive. Number five, love her gratefully. In an elementary science class, there, there was a, a teacher who was talking about magnets, and she was teaching the kids about magnets, and she's talking about how things stick to them, and they pick up stuff. And so in, on the final exam, she said, uh, one of the questions was, um, you know, uh, let's see how exactly did the question say. It says, at the end of the semester, the teacher put on the exam, six letters, starts with M, and picks up things, what am I? Half the class said Mother. And I'm six letters and I pick up things, right? You know, but she needs, she needs our gratitude. She needs our thanks. She needs our comfort. She needs our love. She needs us to say it and to do it. We need number six. We need to love generously. There, there's nothing too good for her. We can never repay mom for all the things that she's done for us, for all the things in the past that she's done for us and that she cares about. She cared. She cleared her schedule so she could accommodate your schedule and take you to all the little things that you wanted to do to your friend's house, to the sleepover, to, to your games and to your sports and all this kind of stuff. She gave up, she sacrificed things so you, for you to be able to do things. She gave up opportunities that she wanted to do for you to have opportunities. There's a math question that is often asked when we talk about Mother's Day, and it said if there's a pie and it's cut into eight pieces and there's nine of you around the table, how many, how, what, how many pieces are you going to get? Or what amount of piece are you going to get? You're going to get a whole slice. Why? Because mama's going to say, y'all have one. I don't, I don't, I'm not really hungry. I don't want dessert today. Mama's going to sacrifice and give for you. And then lastly, is love her honorably. Before I show you this, I want to honor our mothers right now by this quick little video.
So the last thing, the last one that I want you to know about on how to love and honor your mom or your, your wife, what have you, your baby mama, um, is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And I don't have this on a screen because I, everybody already knows it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that their days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. This is on, the only, there's only one out of the Ten Commandments that, that is on the, out of the Ten Commandments that, that uh, says, if you do this, there's a blessing. It's the only thing. Out of all the commandments, there's one commandment that says, if you do this, there's a blessing that comes with it. And then what it is, is if you honor your mother and your father, then you'll live long. That's why a lot of people dying early, right? <laughs> because they, that's right. It's just the truth, right? Because they're not honoring their mom and dad. But, but here's the thing, though. That doesn't say until you get 18. That doesn't say until you get 21. That doesn't say until you get married and have kids. It says honor. There is no, there is no time limit on that. Until your mom die or dad die, there's supposed to be honor, right? Now, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta earn it. No, honor is given, respect is earned. You may, you may not want to respect them because of different situations in your life, even though you need to forgive them. And if you haven't forgiven your mom, you know, you got to do that. You know, you got to forgive. The Bible, the Bible talks about that, forgiving others. And you have to forgive. And you have to, to honor. You know, you don't have to respect if, if there's been some situations that are, have been disrespectful, but you have to honor them. And I'm going to tell you here in just a second how to do that. Um, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and do it right now before, before I close. Honor is given. Respect is earned. How Ten ways to respect your mom. And, I'm, and, and dad, too, because that scripture says both of them. It's not Father's Day yet, so we're just going to focus on mom. When I know, make your mom and dad look good. Some, simply be a good man. Be, be a man or a woman that, that, that your mom and dad are, are, would be proud of. Let them know that you understand what they've done for you. Say, hey, I appreciate everything you've done for me. I thank you. You know, because, because you are who you are because of what they've done in a lot, of, in a lot of situations. So even just saying, hey, thank you for what all you've done for me. Listen to their stories. That's honoring them. Tell them your stories. They want to hear them. They're, that would honor them. Be excited about their lives. Strengthen your marriage. That would be honoring them. <coughs> Love their grandchildren. That would be super honoring to them. Don't expect them to bail you out all the time. Right? We all the time want mom and dad to bail us out. You know? Um, and, and, then, and then when they do bail you out, you know, honor that. And tell them thank you. And how humbled you are by that. And if they loan you money, pay them back right they're not a bank and pick up the tab for them once in a while and try to try to pick up the tab and do something for them and pay for, for pay for a meal or if, if you have the, the ability to do that and try not to roughshod over their values if your parents have different values than you do and you go to their house honor their values at their house you know you you, you might you may i don't know what whatever it is you may whatever but when you get and if your parents don't agree with it when you go to their house honor their house 
You know, that don't mean that you can't be who you want to be outside, but when you're there, honor them. The last thing I want to read here is, a, is, is called When God Created Mothers. When the good Lord created mothers, he was tapping into the sixth day of overtime when the angel appeared and said, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. The Lord replied, this is not scripture, by the way, okay? The Lord replied, have you seen the specs on this order? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. Have 180 movable parts, all, re all replaceable. Run on black coffee and leftovers. Have a lap that disappears when she stands up. A kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointing love affair and have six pair of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, six pair of hands, no way. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, said the Lord. It's the three pair of eyes that mothers must have. One pair that sees through closed doors when she asks, what are you doing in there? When she already knows. Another pair in the back of her head um, in the back of her head that sees stuff she shouldn't but what she needs to know and of course the ones in front of her when so when her child goofs up she can look at him and say I understand and I love you without even muttering a word I'm so close to creating something so close to myself the Lord said already I have I have um, I have one that heals herself when she is sick can feed a family of six on one pound of hamburger meat and and get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower not only can she think, but she can, she can reason and she can compromise. Finally, the angel, over, the angel bent over and ran a finger across the cheek of the mother. There's a leak, she pronounced. I told you you were trying to put too much into this, into this model. That's not a leak, the Lord said. That's a tear. What is it for, the angel said. The Lord replied, it's for joy, it's for sadness, it's for disappointment, it's for pain, it's for loneliness, and it's for pride. You're a genius, shouted the angel. With a somber look on his face, the Lord said, I didn't put that there. Jesus in the opening scripture showed us how we should respect and honor our mom. And we need to follow that example. And if you, got, if you bow your head and close your eyes, there's not a greater respect to God or your mom than to give your heart and life to Jesus on Mother's Day. What a wonderful mother. You can't give them enough money or anything than to turn your heart and life over to God on Mother's Day and say, God, I give my life to you in honor of my mother because of your sacrifice that you gave on the cross. Is there anybody online or anybody in this room that would say, Pastor Doug, I want to receive Christ today. I, I want to, may, maybe you're a mother here as well. Maybe you're a mother on Mother's Day. How wonderful to give your heart to Jesus. Would you just lift your hand up? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. If you just raise your hand and say, I want to receive Christ today in my heart on Mother's Day. Would you raise your hand so I can see it real quickly? Anybody at all? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for all that you've done. I thank you for the most amazing mothers in the world that are in this room and on this line and that are part of our church. God, and I thank you for that. I bless them and I honor them today, sir. I honor all women. I honor them, God, and I, I bless those, and I bless those that are, that are here today that don't have a mom to celebrate with, but I know there's somebody in their life, God, that they look to still as a mom that they can, that they can bless and honor. And God, I just lift them up right now, and I thank you, God, that even though no hands are raised here online, God, I believe, God, there are people that need to receive Christ on this day, and I pray they do it privately, God, if not here in this room. And I pray they reach out to us, God, and let us mentor them and disciple them and help raise them up.
God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the ability to, to, to pastor and be the pastor of such amazing women. And I thank you for that, God. The men are the head of the house, right, according to the word of God, Father, but the woman is the heart of the house. She's the spirit of the house, and she runs the house from her heart. God, thank you today. We bless you. We honor you. You're such an amazing God, sir, and we, and we just stand in awe of who you are. Jesus, thank you for the example that you gave before you died on how important it is to take care of our moms. How important it is as you were dying there on the cross, shedding your blood for me so I can have life eternally. And you were dealing with these eternal options in our life. You still cared about your mama. You honored her in the last minutes of your life. Even though you were going through all kind of pain yourself, you still honored her. Help us to do the same, Father, today. And help us to love our moms verbally and physically emotionally God help us to be generous and help us be attentive and help us to be giving and help us to be kind and help us to be patient father and help us father Lord to honor them in Jesus name amen and amen